thank you and allowing me to welcome you into the conversation today. <clears throat> Next installment of the 820 episodes, your 500 seconds of resilience. This topic today is definitely inspired by the book, Resilience, The Beauty of Presence. If you have time, hop over to the 820podcast.com website. You can get more insight on the book itself, my background, the essence of the book, and of course, previous podcasts as well. And again, an overview of the basic philosophy or theory that I put forth in these episodes, in the book, and on that website about really three areas that I focus on whenever I'm talking to either total strangers, friends, family, or even enemies. Three categories or three areas to meet, to mirror, and to message. So try to keep it very simple. Matt, that is the earth-shattering um, life-changing approach, but for me, it helps me to stay more or less grounded on what I know I can do and what I can't do. So I try and make sure that what I present to you, for example, in this discussion today, that it makes sense to you, that's relevant on your journey as I relate to you the experiences in my journey. Today's topic is called A View on Violence and oppression, a view on violence and oppression. So when we're talking about violence or oppression, are we talking about armaments or ornaments? Some may have said when faced with an opponent in conflict, if you cut off the head, the body will fall. And again, I was going to sigh, but kind of like some more of a insight from my twisted mind. Many of you might remember the 1970s Oakland Raiders team. Back in the day, they have a very rambunctious and notorious owner, Mr. Davis. But every year, he would say one simple motto for his team, just win, baby, just win, baby. So besides that, he would also emphasize to his defense team that he emphasized to them that for the opponents they play on the, on, the, on the field, that the quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. He would always say that. Now, perhaps there's some truth to that as the head idea, the repository of attacking or aggressive thought. Because the head is attacked and that's the perceived area to control the larger body, then of course, for good or evil, the body will fall. But consider this. Like taking a longer range approach for that statement or that sentiment. If you chose to attack or cut off the tail, the supply, the resources, the support of the attacker or the opponent or the competitor, the head and the rest of the body force will wither away or at least fail under its own weight. So this tail analogy might refer to the logistics and the foundational base of an effort. But on the mental form, it is from the reliance 
and dependence on that tale of power and that corpse of memory and history that the violent, oppressive body drags along in its vision and mission. That tail corpse remains heavy and riding as the projection about what the corpse presents in lesser to maybe human beings, but that tail can be jettisoned in the name of speed, power, and force. But that judgment would have come from the head in this analogy, the mind, the brain, the repository of oppressive me-first aggression. But that kind of intent, either cutting a head off or cutting a tail off, that intent never comes from the heart. The intention of the heart, what I call the beauty, the inspiration, doesn't ever express a single, it's not a single, a signal or a frequency of separation, of denial, or of coercion. That energy from each heart provides much more than that with each and every heartbeat that you have awareness of. If you could refer to the heart essence before you start to cover it up with the perceived head dominance or brain dominance or aggressive dominance, you could realize a different experience and expression from your own essence. So I say all that to say, instead of cutting off the tail, that is a longer or maybe a shorter process, but it is a process either way. It does not necessarily mean a physical elimination of something you carry along with you in case of any potential imagined threat or conflict. And actually cutting off the tail, the dependence and the reliance on that tail really addresses the rigid, traditional, and mental death grip on the perceived need and entitlement to that tail. Letting go of the resilience, sorry, letting go of the reliance on that tail means to release attachment, resistance to, and judgment of the history as fact and fiction or as rules of for today, for now, for this moment. So it's not, it's not really an attack or an assault on opinion or position in what you do. That's where your confidence in humility or confidence in innocence comes into play. No one or other, all in together like yin and yang, the good and the bad and something in between, as the conditions of your awareness change. So consider the fluidity versus the rigidity. Is that right? No, rigidity, excuse me, rigidity of the situation. No matter how bad something seems, you cannot ever stay there. Likewise, no matter how good seemed to be, you can't stay there either. But in either case, you can always remain constant in your awareness of what you always do have and absolutely need. The present feeling of now through your presence. So I know that's difficult to balance in one short, less than 10 minute discussion about a view on violence. 
yeah, when we're attacked, you obviously want to resist or confront that. But consider this in part one. Maybe it's not about going head to head, to head straight on, aggression with aggression. There's another way to approach this, and we'll get into it in part two. Until then, please stay present, stay current. Remember, it's always 820.